This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Shelley Summers just released a book called We Move Forward, Surviving and Healing Through Loss, Divorce, and Grief. It's a survival guide to help people move on from difficult loss, and it's based in part on Shelley's personal experience. It's available now on Amazon and Kindle. So are you from Ogden? Did you grow up here? I did grow up here. I um, born and raised in Ogden. I grew up mostly on the east side up by um, at the top of 25th Street and um, went to uh, most of my elementary, middle school, and then one year at Ogden High and then graduated from Weber High. My dad got a uh, a football coaching position and a history department head position at Weber High. And Shelly was not the best student at Ogden High, so they figured I needed to be babysat. Oh, so, <laughs> did it work? Did Weber do it? Um, well, you don't necessarily <laughs> want the vice principal catching you um, sloughing school and then say, I'm going to go tell your dad. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. That's what did it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I didn't date a lot either because everybody was scared <laughs> of my dad. So... <laughs> And so do you, I mean, you're an author, but do you have a career outside of being an author? I, I have, I have had so many hats in my life. I have been a licensed cosmetologist for 30 plus years. Where do you do that at? I actually have a salon in my house. Oh, in my home. I do. And every state I've lived in six different states. Um, My ex-husband was in agriculture. And so we've lived, we had lived in Washington, Idaho, Wisconsin, Minnesota, South Dakota, um, and uh, every place I lived, I got my cosmetology license there just, you know, as a backup kind of thing. And and when I got divorced, I actually did have a salon in my home there as well. And so so when you say cosmetology, what kind of stuff is it that you specialize in? Is it? Oh, hair, nails, haircuts, color. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. But I when I moved out here, so I got divorced in 2018. Um, it was pretty bad. Um, it was pretty traumatic and stayed a year in South Dakota to try and rebuild a relationship with my daughter. And in 2019, my dad had gotten diagnosed with frontotemporal lobe dementia. And in the time between my ex-husband leaving and me moving out here, you know, I, he, I pretty much got locked out of the house and everything. So all of my hair salon stuff was sold. And so I needed a job and I needed insurance. And so I actually went to go work at a local nursing facility, long-term care facility. Mm. And, you know, this, this seriously is the funniest, you know, just when you think you have a plan and then God yells plot twist, you're like, how is this my life? You know, five years later, I can look back on all of that and go, Oh, I really didn't know what the plan was, but now I see what the plan was. And so I spent a year working in a long-term care facility, caring for elderly people and understood, you know, their need for grief, help, and just talking, just literally talking. And uh, coming up on a year of me working there is when my dad got diagnosed and my mom said, can you come out here to, to Utah? She goes, can you, you come out here and help me? I'm an only child. So, you know, what, what else do you do, but say, okay. And it was, 
you know, there was no win-win situation for me. You know, my, my youngest daughter, when my ex left, she went with him and we had a really strained relationship still kind of do. And if I stayed out in South Dakota, my mom would be here taking care of my dad by herself. Mm. So that's, that's how I ended up in Utah. Oh, I see. Because I do really want to, I really want to talk about your book that sort of starts there where you're, it kind of starts there where your husband leaves. But I wanted, before, I just wanted to kind of get a sense of like, were you always, well, so like the life coaching, was that something that was part of your life before, you know, the events of the book? So I've, I've been an, I've been an educator. This is when I started college right after high school, I went into education. I'm an only child of two retired school teachers in Utah. So it's kind of like in my DNA and I have all had worked also, like I said, I've worn many hats after I got uh, married in 1991, I kept going to school. I went, I seriously, by the time I graduated with my degree, I had credits in five different colleges. (laughs) So, but I actually do have a degree in child development and human development. And so understanding lifespan and how humans develop and things like that. I'm an educator. I, that's really what I say. I, I'm not necessarily a coach. I'm an educator. So when it comes to, you know, I, I have had a life coach after I got divorced. I have gone to therapy after I got divorced. And so under having the knowledge that I do about how we develop has really helped me to know that we all get put in situations And the research that I've done since my divorce has helped me even better understand how we have to go through different progressions to get to the point of healing. And it just kind of the the life coaching here kind of really started to evolve after my dad passed away and my mom started her started the grieving process. And she had just lost her dad the October before my dad did. And then four years before her mom passed away. So she really never had a chance to go through any of the stages because it was just boom, 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 boom. And she, she's not a person that shows emotion very well. And so I had to get her to a point that, you know what, it's okay if you scream and yell and swear and stomp your feet and you know, all of those things, it's okay. You know, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. That's called feeling mom. Well, and I'm a lot the same as you with, you know, I like to try a lot of different jobs. And that was kind of my read of you is that you kind of seem like that kind of person. Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't intentionally plan that I had, you know, way back when, when I first graduated from high school, I had planned on getting my degree in education and, and early childhood education, you know, birth to age eight. That's where my passion was. And then, you know, Life ha- I got married, life happens, we moved a lot, I had three kids, you know, and every place we moved, it was a huge transition for them. And so I just kind of like stuck with the hair salon and, and, and being a hairstylist, because it fit into my lifestyle with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I've always been an entrepreneur. Always, always. And I saw some stuff, I think maybe on your Instagram that was talking about the, I don't know, I don't remember if it said therapist or something about the hairstylist therapist. And, and my wife's a hairstylist and and she gets a lot of that too. You know, is there something about being a hairstylist that makes it so that you can relate to people and help them? You know, they're really, it's, and it's not necessarily 
being able to relate to people. It's for one hour or, you know, however long you, someone, I have, I had never, ever, I had worked one year in what I call assembly line haircutting places. That was not for me. Um, I, I've always had a salon where when I book someone, I book them by themselves because I feel like I want to get a chance to know that person. And, and truly what I came to realize is I am really, really blessed that I get to be able to be a part of all of these different people's lives. Some of their firsts, like I'd give, I don't know how many first haircuts I've given, you know, wedding days, prom hair. And I've also had two clients that when they got diagnosed with breast cancer, they had me come to the hospital and their hair was leaving on their terms. And so we cried and hugged each other and I shaved their heads and it was, it was beautiful. And I, I truly do feel blessed for those experiences. And I feel like that has helped me be able to understand and connect with people in a, in a whole different way. Yeah. My, I have friends that predate my wife and now they go to my wife for hair and she hears secrets, things about them that I never knew. She's in more contact with him now than I am, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. It's and, you know, and, and when you have if you do have a, a salon or any kind of business in your home where I'm doing even online that like this, this is an exchange of energy, which is what we're doing right now. Anytime you have an exchange of energy where someone is coming into your home, you're really, really that's a sacred space. And you're very careful about who does come in and out of your home. And so that's the other reason. You know, I think part of the reason that I, I wanted to do this this coaching so much too is because of, I actually have t-shirts that say therapist on it because when my husband and I, my, my I, I got remarried October of 2021. So, um, but when we met, you know, he and I started talking about, you know, PTSD and, and trauma and things like that. And he's like, you need to be a life coach. And I was like, I, I get enough just doing hair. <laughs> you know, and I had a girlfriend of mine make me a couple t-shirts that said therapist on it, but it, it truly is. And I feel like this space that I give people, you, 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 when you value it and you treasure it, they will as well. And so like, are you currently accepting clients for cosmetology or, or the life coaching and any of that stuff? Both. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking any more new hair clients because the ones that I have, the ones that I have now are the ones that I've had for quite a while. And they, they know the situation with my mom because I'm also a full-time caregiver for my mom. Um, she had a stroke in July of last year and mm. was affected on her right side. So now she's finding another new normal and so my hair clients understand that I only have so many days during the week, actually really only two days during the week where I am in my salon. And then the, my, the rest of my time is either is spent between being online with people and taking care of my mom. And so what kind of services do you provide as far as the life coaching? Is it just like you do sessions with people you meet and just like, like counseling? Okay, so here's here's the cool thing about coaching. Coaching is different than like therapy. Um, and it, I wouldn't call it counseling. It, it's counseling likes to go a lot with, you know, what has happened to you to get you where you are. What coaching does is I take, I'm right now, I'm right 
now I'm, I'm working with women, especially women who are in midlife, who have gone through, you know, divorce or death of the spouse or are just now empty nesters and trying to figure out their new normal. And, you know, just all, all the different changes that being in this phase of life allows us. What I, what coaching does is I actually take the person where they are from where they are right now. And then we go forward. We start working with, okay, so let's start with small attainable goals. Mm-hmm. You know, small attainable goals is like, if you've, if you've been divorced, it is literally get out of bed. It is let's brush our teeth today. It is okay. We probably should get dressed because the, the sweats that you've been wearing for three days stink. So let's make two small attainable goals. You get out of bed, you get dressed and throw stuff in the laundry. You know, it's, it's things like that. It's that, that's what my book focuses on is like one, one of the things I I noticed was that I, in a lot of the, the books that I read, because I became a reader when all, when let's just call my life a shit show. Cause that's what it was. <laughs> it really, hope your, your listeners don't. <laughs> they can take it. <laughs> because seriously, it became a shit show. <laughs> and I just became this reader. I was like, I need information. I'm a searcher. I'm a researcher. That's what I do. It's like, okay, I need to find a way to be better than the way I am now. And I read every book. The thing I didn't appreciate at that time, because I would get like two or three chapters in and it would just be preachy. It's like, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to, you know, and I'm like, no, I don't have to do anything Mm. other than get up, get dressed, brush my teeth, go to work. That was it. And what my book does is it takes people. I, I changed the title of the first chapter after my, after my husband and I were talking because literally the first chapter was how in the hell is this my life? Because when you are first in the stages of trauma or divorce or suddenly widowed or widower, you are in shock. It is shock. And if you have children, they're in shock too. Mm -hmm. And that's where my book goes. It's like, okay, this is what worked. And And you have to feel the feelings. You have to go through the stages of grief. And And one of the biggest things that I came to believe and came to understand was I have always believed until I went through all this, I thought, you know, we are thinking beings who feel. Once I started going through all of this, I now see that we are feeling beings that think. Because if you've ever been through a trauma, the trauma goes first. Your body has an innate sense to warn you of what's off. So in that first chapter, we talk about like, okay, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? And how do you change the feeling? So basically my book is, it is a survival guide. It really is a survival guide to healing through loss, divorce, and grief. And so it really did come from like all of this kind of path that you're on now sort of started with this trauma and all of this since then has just kind of been you making that into a positive thing. Yeah, it really, really has. Because when I... There's a reason that the book is titled We Move Forward. So I'll just briefly give you a little (laughs) how I got left (laughs) was and this is in the book, too, is there is there is a journal entry from when I was in Cancun 
So January 14th of 2018, my ex and I were on a business trip of his in Cancun. We were in Cancun for 10 days. It was wonderful. I, it was awesome. I came home with a cold, got sick on the plane. Um, we got home on the 24th of January, 2018. When I went to work the 25th and 26th and the 27th, which was a Saturday, I was soaking in the bathtub, fell asleep and got out an hour and a half later and all of his clothes were gone. He was gone. My daughter was gone. The dog was gone. His office desk, his filing cabinets were gone. Everything was gone. So the shock set in. I started shaking. I don't know how long I didn't eat. I really don't. So that was the, that trauma. And I knew I could not stay in an angry space. I knew I couldn't because I knew what would eat me alive. So yes, all of, all of this has come from that horrible, horrible thing. And, and so that's really how the book starts off. And then the rest of the book is sort of all of the things that you learned along the way, I suppose. Well, it's the, the thing that I learned, I, I saw I had so many friends that were going through the same thing I was at. The, it was really, really odd how we were all going through the same thing. Divorce in our, you know, 50s or late 40s and had spent our adult lives being married. So the book starts with what happened. And then I take it step by step because I went through a divorce care support group. In, and that's actually what the program is called is Divorce Care, and it's nationwide. And I went through two different sessions of this 13-week thing. And the first session that I went to, they had already started one of the 12 weeks. And the first session I went to, they started talking about loneliness. And I remember sitting there, tears streaming down my face, not coming out of my nose. And I look up at the ceiling, and I'm like, really, God? <laughs> really? Loneliness? <laughs> I, but I ended up getting to the end of that session and going, okay, look at how I am now, as opposed to when I started, I've learned some things. And, and I, what I learned was in order for you to move forward in life, after you have gone through any kind of horrible situation, trauma, you have to forgive. And it's not necessarily, you have to, you don't forget because Lord knows there, there isn't one ounce of forgetting but you have to forgive and it's and it's for yourself to move forward and i was watching we i was watching a ted talk in in one of these divorce support groups and it was about forgiveness and the the woman is a widow and she says we don't move on we move forward and the reason we don't move on is because moving on lends itself to saying okay we're just going to move on from what that was just move on and I loved that when everybody would say, can't you just move on? No, we don't move on. And if we move on, that means that we're not taking one lesson that we learned from all of that crap that we just went through and moving it into our life now so that we don't repeat the same things. That's where growth comes from. Growth is the uncomfortable stuff that nobody wants to talk about. I mean, speaking of growth, you know, I wonder how did it turn from you seeking support to you providing support? Well, I can tell you with all certainty, working in that long-term care facility literally saved my life because what it did is I was serving other people and I got out of my own way. I got out of my own head and I could see their gratitude and it 
it, that filled me. And I, and, and I've always been a, you know, being an educator and working with little kids, you see the needs, there's always a need, you know, and, and the glimmer in their eye, the first time that they zip a coat or tie a shoe or something, you know what, that, that fills your cup. Well, when I became the person who needed to have their cup filled, those people in that long-term care facility, the residents, they would sit and listen to me. And and the story that I tell about the pastor who was dying of cancer and had COPD and that I got to, you know, put to bed every night and help him with dinner and all that. One night when I went in there into his room to get him ready for bed, and and this is in the first stages of my divorce, you know, I'm bawling and I don't know why, like, you know, those waves of emotion just hit you and I would be crying and wiping away my tears. And he said, are you okay? And I said, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And he said, what's wrong? And and I said, well, you know, I thought I knew what God's plan was for me, but apparently I don't anymore. And, he, you know, him being a pastor, he said, well, you know what? God gives everyone free will. God has no more control over this than you do. Doesn't make it wrong. Doesn't make it right. It just is. Just sometimes shitty things happen. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So me, I don't feel like I'm necessarily a coach. I just feel like I'm educating. I feel like I'm just educating other women that you can get through that tunnel that's really, really dark. And that light that's at the end of the tunnel, light that bitch up yourself and walk through it. (laughs) Right, right. A lot of people just need some support or like a a cheerleader, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what that's what I am. I'm I am the biggest cheerleader. So the toughest part of your story is with your child like that. I'm sure it's the most difficult part for you. Are you comfortable talking about that a little bit? Just oh. what that experience was like? No, I, I can. I can. Um, she still she still lives in um, in South Dakota. Um, she's on her own now. I we really don't have a great relationship. Um, she was 14. And, and when all of this happened and. Um, I don't know one 14 year old girl who likes their mom (laughs) really. And my kids growing up, I didn't know that I had been suffering from generalized anxiety disorder my entire life. Like since I was 10, I remember the exact moment that I started feeling it. And, um, so all of my anxiety just started to compound as my kids got older and we moved more and more. And, um, you know, and when you're in an abusive an emotionally abusive or mentally abusive, uh, relationship, you don't know that you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. And I didn't, I didn't realize it until I got out of it. And I didn't realize the gaslighting that was going on behind my back. Um, and, So when the, I'm not really sure how the conversation between the, my ex-husband and my daughter came about for them to leave. Um, All I know is that they did that morning and the hardest lesson I had to learn was to give up control. I had to give up control that I would ever get to see her because I didn't, I spent a year in South Dakota trying to rebuild a relationship and it didn't happen. So like like I said, again, there really wasn't a win-win situation with me moving out here. And so I've seen her once 
or twice since then. I did go out for her graduation. Um, it's it is what it is, and you know, time time doesn't heal wounds, but it's really good at helping you learn to absorb them. Uh, she and my oldest daughter have they they have contact. They talk. My son was actually when all of this went down. My son was actually on a mission in Arizona, so he came home and his entire world had been blown apart. So he's he's had a struggle. And he and I talk and he, he's an adult now. And that's the other thing too, is all three of my children are adults now. The parenting is done. And this was, this was the hardest thing for me to realize was whether or not they want to have a relationship with me and get to know me as I am right now. All I can do is be the best version of myself that I can be right now and continue to do that and continue to reach out when I feel I need to. And their response, I don't take it personally. I really don't. It's, this is what I feel I need to do. And I'm doing, I'm being authentic with myself and how, how they respond. That's, that's on them. Hmm. So yeah, she's, it's, she's 20. Well, she'll be 20. And I, I remember being 20. I knew absolutely everything. And when I left Utah, I was 22 and I gave a big double middle finger to Utah and said, I'd never come back <laughs> and never say never. <laughs> so you've self-published this book. Talk to me about deciding to publish a book and do it yourself. How did, how did that all come about? Well, I, I actually, I did hire a publisher, um, oh. Susanna, Susanna Perez is, she owns Creativo Publishing Company. She is a book coach. And it was the most amazing experience. She is the person that I will go to because I know there's, there's at least two more books in my head. Um, but she's the person I'll go to again and again. She was easy to work with. She had the editors. She had the graphic designer who did the cover. And it was had formatting people. So basically my job was to get that first draft out of my head onto paper and honestly, and I'll tell you the truth, I probably shouldn't tell anybody this, but <laughs> so I signed the contract. The, the first contract I signed was in July, right after my mom had her stroke, because I think I went into panic mode. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Look. And I signed the contract with Susanna the end of July, and I was supposed to be done in January, and the book launch was supposed to be done in January. So October, I have only the introduction written of the book and I freaked it out <laughs> and I got an extension on the book and she said December 15th is the last day you have to have this done December 15th so Thanksgiving weekend <laughs> <laughs> once I figured it out because this book started out in a completely different way like each chapter was going to be one of the people, each person's story. That's how the book was initially planned out for me. And I just, I got to the point where I was, I wrote Tim's story. I wrote Vicky's story. I wrote LJ's story. I wrote all their stories. And then I got to the point where my story was going to be the last story and I couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it because there were things in there that I would need to say that I wasn't going to say just for my kids' sake. You know, just because of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm laying there before Thanksgiving thinking of this really does need to be a survival guide. This really. So what is a survival guide? And in my head, I'm thinking of it. And this book was literally born on Thanksgiving. And I sat down 
down and I wrote it in three weeks mm. and it was edited and done before the end of January. So yeah, it's like it, it need it needed to come out. The, re, the how this started when I got divorced, I, I went back to school finishing my degree. And I thought if I ever do finish my master's, cause I was going in, I was still going into education and I was going to do counseling. Um, but if I ever finished my master's, this was going to be my thesis about women surviving trauma and abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it just barely released, right? Yeah. Released last a week ago tomorrow. So nice. on the night. Yeah. And it hit bestseller status on the first day. Very nice. Yes. And it's, it's available on Amazon, on Kindle, other places people can find it on your website. Um, on my website, I have a link to go directly to Amazon. Um, right. If people want to just email me, I can send and I can take payments online at ShellySummers.com and I can send them an autographed assigned edition if they like. Nice. And are you yeah. doing like any kind of events or anything? Um, well, I'm going to be on Good Things Utah next Tuesday in the second hour. Um, and no, I'm, I'm available for all speaking (laughs) gigs. (laughs) So no, I've, I've actually reached out to quite a few of the divorce care, uh, organizations at different churches that are, that house that I, I sponsored a table at the YCC gala here in Ogden. Um, I'm just, I really want to give back to the community that, supported me and you know there's there's so many people i mean hi the whole trial last summer you know men are victims of abuse as well and currently i'm working with women but i will eventually open up my coaching practice to helping men as well Hmm. do you ever do any like public engagements public speaking presentations? i would love to i would love to that is really that kind of I've done I did I've done trainings with adults in co- at conferences and stuff you know centered around education and early childhood education, but I would absolutely love to do speaking engagements. And so, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you for for that or? Coaching um, or I've so my website is shellysummers.com, and on Instagram I'm Shelly Summers UT. So just the UT at the end at Shelly. Shelly Summers UT on Instagram and on Facebook. I am Shelly Summers Anderson. Yeah. And then my email is hello at ShellySummers.com. And uh, tell me the name of the book one more time. It's called We Move Forward, Surviving and Healing Through Loss, Divorce and Grief. Great. Thank you, Shelly. Really appreciate it. And good luck with everything. I hope it's all going great for you. (laughs) So far, so good. (laughs) Good.